0: Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is discipleship. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. A reading from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 27, verses 27 to 44. When the fourteenth night had come, as we were drifting across the Sea of Adria, about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land. So they took soundings and found twenty fathoms. A little farther on they took soundings again and found fifteen fathoms. Fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. But when the sailors tried to escape from the ship and had lowered the boat into the sea, On the pretext of putting out anchors from the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat and set it adrift. Just before daybreak, Paul urged all of them to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have been in suspense and remaining without food, having eaten nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will help you survive. For none of you will lose a hair from your heads. After he had said this, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. After they had satisfied their hunger, they lightened the ship by throwing the wheat into the sea. In the morning they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach, on which they planned to run the ship ashore, if they could. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea. At the same time they loosened the ropes that tied the steering oars, then hoisting the foresail to the wind they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the ship aground. The bow stuck and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the force of the waves. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that none might swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the rest to follow, some on planks and others on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to land. Here ends the reading. I think the argument could be made that Paul had the greatest adventures of all the New Testament characters. He has a dramatic conversion experience on the road to Damascus, which entails not only a direct encounter with Jesus, but temporary blindness. He has several daring escapes, including being lowered in a basket outside the city wall and prison doors popping open to offer him freedom. About the only thing lacking from Paul's adventures is a shipwreck. And dang if Acts of the Apostles doesn't give us even that just under the wire here at the end of the account. After being jailed in Caesarea for two years, Paul's appeal to the emperor is granted, and so off to Rome he sent. In Paul's letters, he speaks of his desire to journey to the church in Rome. Arriving as a bound prisoner and making his case for freedom to the emperor is probably not how Paul envisioned it, but he is finally heading to Rome. The authorities take him to the coast, put him on a boat with 275 other folks, sailors and prisoners, and they begin their journey north. But they're sailing in late October, a dangerous time to be out on the sea. By November, ships will have to winter where they are and wait for spring to sail. The centurion, Julius, who is the highest ranking Roman official on the trip, decides, against Paul's advice, to continue sailing north to find a more desirable spot to winter. It's not a good decision. They get caught in a storm and lose their bearings and are fearful that they will unintentionally crash upon the rocks and be lost. That brings us to today's account. Paul, who probably has more adventures under his belt than any of these guys, takes charge. As day is breaking, he urges everyone to eat so that they will be strengthened for the adventure that awaits them this day using the sacramental pattern we've come to know and love paul takes bread gives thanks to god breaks it and eats the 275 men around him do the same you can feel the emotional temperature drop paul a bound prisoner Has helped move everyone's focus from fear to calm from how can I save myself to God is in control and guiding this adventure and it is here that Paul speaking for God assures all those on board none of you will lose a hair from your heads as morning dawns they see land the ship runs aground on a reef and the men must leave the ship and swim for shore The soldiers make a plan to kill the prisoner so that they can't escape. But the centurion, Julius, intervenes to save their lives. At this point, all 276 men jump ship for the shore, some swimming and some making their way clinging to planks from the ship. And our adventure concludes by telling us, and so it was that all were brought safely to land a few highlights from this fantastic story. First, it's important that we're regularly fed in the Eucharist. It is one of the hardest aspects of our current situation that we don't get to gather together physically for Holy Communion. But we are strengthened for all our adventures by participating in the Eucharist, either spiritually through our live stream worship or physically in the weekly distribution in St. Michael Chapel. Second, we are called to journey together. When some of the sailors want to jump ship on the dinghy, Paul warns that everyone needs to stay on the ship together if they are to survive. When some of the soldiers want to kill the prisoners, the Centurion Julius intervenes so that everyone would have a chance to make it to shore and survive. We must move forward as community, not as individuals. As disciples of Christ, our primary focus is not, how can I make my way through life such that it benefits me and makes my life easy? No, our primary focus is the good of the community. We are to live in ways that ask, how can I be used by God to heal the community, to feed the community, and to help the community live into its God-given potential? And finally, this story reminds us that God is in control. We must continually be reminded of this as we are so driven to take control ourselves. But just as he had in all his previous adventures, Paul trusted that regardless of the details, God held him in his hand. He didn't know if he would live or he would die, but that didn't really matter because what he knew is that he would never be separated from God. May we too be so assured. Amen. Now let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry, they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, amen.